Chapter 9 Singing and Joy Are Companions When we have suffered the loss of someone dear to us or the loss of something we really enjoy having or we really need, we probably will not react by beginning to sing. It is quite difficult to sing when we are in a state of great sorrow. The Scriptures confirm this. In a time of great judgment and loss, Isaiah 16.10 describes the people's reaction. And gladness is taken away, and joy out of the plentiful field, and in the vineyards there shall be no singing. The opposite is also true. The Bible shows us that singing is a very good indicator that a person has joy. Speaking of the Lord's attitude toward us, Zephaniah 3.17 tells us that He will joy over thee with singing. This should encourage all believers in these chaotic days, days that will turn to joy when the Lord Jesus returns. Later on in his prophecies, Isaiah describes the final chapter in the lives of God's people. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return, and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. Isaiah 51:11 The Lord also promises us that behold my servants shall sing for joy of heart Isaiah 65:14 These are only a few of the many scriptures that give us the message that singing and joy are companions Were there instruments and singing in the tabernacle of David we concluded the last chapter by describing what is involved in offering spiritual wine to the Lord with our morning and evening sacrifice. We do so by coming before the Lord with joy, and now we are seeing that a companion of joy is singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Psalms 100, 2. Just how important was singing in the tabernacle of David? the dwelling place that God has chosen for Himself forever. The Psalms mention singing over sixty times. They involve exhortations to sing to the Lord, and they give testimonies of psalmists who were singing to the Lord. When Paul and Silas were in prison, they experienced the power of singing and the power of offering to the Lord the continual sacrifice. In that prison, they were offering to the Lord the two spiritual pillars of smoke associated with that continual sacrifice, the pillars of prayer and praise. They were praying and singing to the Lord. And suddenly an earthquake occurred, and the prison doors were opened, and the chains dropped off of all the prisoners. What a wonderful revelation for all believers who offer to the Lord that sacrifice. It is a key to deliverance from whatever prison we might be in. The following passages regarding David's tabernacle gives us an idea of how important singing and musical instruments were there. On the day that David put the ark in the tabernacle that he pitched for it, he ordained this. And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers with instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals, sounding by lifting up the voice with joy. 1 Chronicles 15, 16. On that day he also gave these instructions to the priests and Levites who ministered there. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, 
Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. 1 Chronicles 16, 1, 7-9 Later in that chapter we are told, So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Asaph and his brethren, to minister before the ark continually, as every day's work required. 1 Chronicles 16, 37 Day and night there were people at the tabernacle of David who were singing and praising the Lord. This is why the Lord has chosen David's tabernacle as his eternal dwelling, because, as David explained in Psalms 22.3, the Lord dwells in the praises of his people. The New Testament reveals the vital importance it is for us to sing and give thanks unto the Lord in order to be filled with his Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5, 18-20 Jesus revealed the importance of singing at the end of the Last Supper, just before he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and was betrayed and finally crucified. Matthew records this, And when they had sung an hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Matthew 26, 30. Can we imagine what was happening in that upper room? Jesus knew that his hour of extreme suffering and sorrow was at hand, and yet he led his disciples in singing a hymn. Should we assume that he did it just to give an example to his followers? Or was it rather his way of life, something that he did regularly? He was like David, a sweet psalmist in Israel. Singing and joy go together, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 If ever there was a time when Jesus needed supernatural strength, it was as he departed from that upper room on his way to Gethsemane. Surely the hymn they sang gave him joy and strength, as singing will also do for you in the midst of your battles in deep valleys. In the next chapter, we want to learn about what the Bible calls the Song of the Lord. It is a song that moves the heart of the Lord and causes his presence to draw near to us. It is very easy to learn, and it is not complicated at all.